The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Hi, everybody. It's time for another episode of Big Universe. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today. I'm a spiritual journeyman and media producer type guy. Uh, my my usual co-host, spiritual rebel Sarah Bowen, the author of Sacred Sunglass, couldn't join us today. But you know what? I'm okay with flying solo this time. We have a special guest on today I'm really excited about, Molly McCord is a best-selling author, intuitive astrologer, and modern consciousness teacher who has hosted a successful astrology podcast with over 4 million downloads since 2012. I want some of those downloads. Molly has 11 published books, including her new bestseller, Awakening Astrology, Five Key Planetary Energies for Personal Transformation. She connects weekly with thousands of astrology enthusiasts around the globe with the intention of returning them to their own wisdom, power, and choices. More of Molly's current programs and teachings can be found at mollymccord.online. That's M-C-C-O-R-D dot online. Welcome to Big Universe, Molly. Thank you for having me, Jim. I'm looking forward to our conversation and hello to everyone out there. Thank you for making time for this interview as well. I am so excited to have you on because the honest truth is I don't know much about astrology. And I thought, you know, uh, we need to do a primer on the show. We need to give people an idea of what astrology is to some extent. And I thought, who better than the author of Awakening Astrology? Well, thank you. And I love that you have a curiosity and you're drawn to astrology. And I love these kinds of conversations. So yes, we're going to dig into some of the specifics and get people going with the language of astrology as well. That's important. That's important. All right. So I guess the first question I wanted to ask you is why you wrote this book now. Well, I wrote Awakening Astrology because astrology can be really overwhelming. There's a lot involved. There's a lot that people are trying to figure out in their own charts. They're trying to hone in on what's correct for me. How does this apply to me? And so the book focuses on your five personal planets, which are your own unique energy recipe. So most of us, we all start with understanding our sun sign. And then we're like, okay, but there's more here because there's all these like funny little symbols and weird glyphs and what is all this? So the idea is for this book to help you identify your five main personal energies to help understand how you're energetically designed to navigate through life, know your gifts, what you're perceiving, what you're needing. So it really helps also dive into more of your own personal psychology too. So I was really excited that this could be something that people read for themselves, but it's also meant to be an ongoing resource that you keep referencing or check out, you know, as things come up it's great it's a great reference i mean you can go through it and find specifics on each sign and uh, and and details about that um you know i want to start really basically what is astro- what is astrology i mean what is the study of astrology oh this is a great question it's a, it's 
like a philosophical question as well, Jim, because astrology has been studied for centuries all around the world. And there are different systems of astrology. There are two different systems. The one that I use is Western tropical. And the other one that's actually older and more ancient is Vedic sidereal. And so you have these two philosophies, these two understandings of what's going on out there. You know, we look up at the sky, we look around us, we know that we're not alone and we are energetic beings. We feel a lot of energies and astrology helps us understand more of how we are designed. Um, but it's also become something really fascinating because it doesn't necessarily fit in with the logical, scientific, rational parts of ourselves. We're like, well, how can something way out there be influencing me or be connected to me? So I feel like it's also kind of this doorway into our own cosmic consciousness into understanding more of our energy systems, what we are really connected to. And it's awesome that there has been a growing curiosity about astrology, that more people are like, what is this? And the more that you go into it, especially at a personal level, that's when you start to see the value of it. That's when you're starting to connect some dots around, this is true for me. This is accurate. Yes. Wow. So I feel like astrology has this beautiful mixture of proving itself over time, but it's still part of, of the great mystery, as Joseph Campbell would say. It's kind of like we don't even understand all the ways that we are energetically alive, but I think astrology helps provide a roadmap for that. So it's a roadmap. Does it, it does it showcase your, your tendencies or is it more specific than that? I mean, are, are these things sort of are, are things written in stone or is there flexibility and adjustment on that? Oh, that's a great question, Jim, because it really, I think it's a journey of consciousness. So there's parts of ourselves that we're really unconscious about. But if you were to look at, let's say your Mars, your personal Mars, well, Mars is how you go for what you want, how you stand up for yourself. Mars is about your, what you do to assert your needs. Mars is a go-getter. And it can show you astrologically that energy within you that makes sense about if you do feel like, okay, I really go for things. I'm really strong with what I want. I know who I am. Or conversely, for some people, they aren't a go-getter. They don't have that tendency to put themselves out there in the same way. And that could be shown in their Mars astrological sign. So it becomes something that we work with to elevate our own consciousness. And it is obviously a choice. Obviously, we have free will. Obviously, it's something connected to our interests. Not everyone's interested in astrology, and that's totally cool. Um, but it's also not a simple belief system where it's not something that you just choose or don't choose. It's something that you embody and you live from, and it's your choice whether you consciously understand that and work with that or not. So I feel like it's a consciousness system that we can tap into to understand who we are, but there's so many ways that, you know, people can use their choices or their free will within that, within that dynamic. I love that statement, a consciousness system. That's really interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, because there are lower expressions and higher expressions of all energies. And going back to that Mars sign, your Mars, it could be very self-focused. It could be immature. It could be like that aimless fighter, you know, the person who's always fighting for something and they don't know why. But as you understand your Mars 
then you start to understand more choices of how to use the energy, how to be more conscious of it, how to understand when you're triggered, um, how to understand when you're frustrated or angry or pissed off. And then you're like, okay, I can see this part of myself coming up. Now I'm more conscious of the choices I want to make going forward, how I'm going to take action, what I'm going to do next. So it does give you insight into your own energy. And that is a beautiful gift of consciousness. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So um, you, you, you focus on the five personal planets um, in, in the book. I mean, there's plenty of other stuff in the book, of course, but the five personal planets, um, we talked a little bit about Mars. Can you go through like sun and moon and Mercury and Venus? And g- give us some more details on, on the sun, which is the s- sign that most people know about, right? Right. Yes. So we usually start with understanding our sun sign and that is based on your birth date. And that is about your natural self-identification in this lifetime, the gifts you have, what you're here to highlight and showcase. Think about how the sun in our solar system is the bigger, biggest source of light. It is what we have, you know, really structured our days around. It's our life force. So understanding your sun sign will tap you into, again, the higher and lower expressions of that astrological sign. And it actually becomes much more specific the more you go into astrology. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, okay, well, there's only 12 sun signs. Does that mean there's like 12 groups of people in the world? And no, it's never that simple. It's just the starting point to get into the system. It's the starting point to understand more about who you are because where your sun sign is located in your personal astrology chart becomes more specific. So it quickly becomes more personalized. That sun sign is here to support you in developing confidence in yourself, how you're here to shine your light, how you're here to really understand yourself and to keep growing in this lifetime. So the sun is very bright. And then we have the moon sign. And the moon is much more private. And we think about how, okay, the sun shines for however many hours a day, depending on the time of year. And then the sun sets and the moon rises, the moon comes out. And then there's lunar energy that dominates in the night sky. And that lunar energy is private. It's more internal. It's reflective. It's the parts of yourself that other people don't necessarily see until they know you. So the moon is really about how you also want to move through your daily life. It's your habits, your tendencies, how you move through your daily world. And so it's a much more personal internal energy. The moon is also how you process your emotions, what you're feeling, what's happening inside of you that again is more private. So the sun and the moon are also basically the anima animus, the yin and the yang of our energy systems. And when we understand what each of those are, we can learn to harmonize them and work with them more consciously because your moon sign could be very different than your sun sign. And this is, again, where astrology becomes much more personal. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Mercury. What, how, what is Mercury about and what, how does that influence us? So Mercury, the messenger planet, is the fastest moving planet. And it is how we are perceiving everything all around us. So your Mercury is how you think 
how you communicate, how you speak, how you process. It's also the information we take in, we sit with it, and then we decide what to speak or what to release. So it's very much about, you know, the messages we take in and then the messages we share. Mercury being the fastest moving planet is also connected with what you seek out to understand your curiosities. Uh, it can be, you know, even the books you read, the genres you're drawn to, the information that you want to focus in on and understand. Um, I've, I've been a teacher for many years as an astrologer, and I've also had a um, certification for English as a second language. And so I've done a lot of like teaching roles and facilitation roles. And I'm always talking to everybody's Mercury, but everybody's Mercury is different. Hmm. So it's sort of like being a good speaker means that you're understanding that people take in information in a different way. So you have to address different questions or different areas of understanding. And that's how we're all actively connecting with each other's Mercury, where maybe when you were younger, Jim, or in school, like there could have been a teacher that you really loved their class or you really loved their topic and probably was because their mercury was a good fit for your own mercury so it's basically how we connect and have conversations with each other is what our natal mercury showcases interesting very interesting so venus what about venus venus is the planet of love it's about how we receive it's the energies that we feel good about um, it's how we can feel recognized and loved and seen venus is associated with our own feminine qualities um, it can be linked to your love language how you connect with others in relationships venus is also deeply rooted to our evolving self-worth to how we are understanding what we're worthy of, what we value, what we want. And that can be very unconscious. But when you understand your Venus sign, you can say, oh, well, this makes sense. And it, it's really about, too, how you present yourself physically, your attraction, how you take care of yourself. So your Venus sign could show why you're drawn to a certain clothing style or why you want your hair in a certain way or how you present yourself. So Venus is the parts of ourselves that are showing us how to love ourselves, how to accept ourselves, how to really be who we are and to feel good about it. So it's a more receptive energy. And it's something too that wants you to develop your connection to your own self-worth throughout your life. So does this does this shift throughout your life? I mean, is there a, is there a life sort of path or is it consistent throughout your life? The 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 I'm not sure what the question is I'm asking exactly, but does it does it shift in, in, throughout your life or is it a set pattern that you that you're sort of on? I believe that this is something that can continually evolve for each person should they choose to do so because it's a consciousness system and you become more conscious of your sun sign, you become more conscious of your moon sign. These are areas of potential growth. This is where you can look back and say, okay, you know, two years ago, my moon sign reacted like this in a certain situation, or this is what I was feeling, but I've been working through that, or I understand that part of myself. Now I respond differently. Now I am growing intentionally with these energies. So I don't see it as set per se, although that could be a personal choice, you know, that somebody could not want to grow, right? They don't want to evolve or shift or change anything. 
but there's a lot of potential here. And I feel like one of the best things about astrology is that it connects you to your power, the power of your energy, the power of how you want to live your life, working with the very best of yourself, the best of your energy. So I don't think that it's a set thing unless that's what somebody chooses. Rather, what I've observed with all the people I've connected with and worked with is that it's only helped them understand themselves, their needs, you know, what they're wanting or searching for. So it's been a really beautiful uh, personal development tool for understanding who they are. So when you're going through an astrology, um, I don't know what to call it session or, or, or not session, yeah. but um, you, you examine a chart, uh, you, you put together a chart, right? And so the first, first part of that is, is a sign the, the sun sign, right? Or the various signs of the, the planets. Is that right? So the personal astrology chart is a, basically a mathematical calculation based on three data points, uh, your birth date, your exact birth time and your birth location. And we put it into astrology software, which we have these days. Previously, you had to do it by hand. And it shows us the energies that were happening for you at the time and place of your birth. And it brings up all this information that again, can be overwhelming, but you start by looking at your sun sign to understand, okay, this is my sense of self. And then you look at you know, what is then going on? Because in the chart, there's many conversations between the planets. Um, there's energies that can be so different that can be, you know, not what you would expect, but could explain how you're different. So for example, Jim, you, you are a Sagittarius and you have your Mercury and your sun in Sagittarius, but you also have strong Pisces, Virgo, and Scorpio energies. So it's like you have different flavors. There's different shades and different colors that play into who you are. So that's something too, you know, that's good to know about astrology is that we first identify through that sun sign, but then a chart shows more of your energetic imprint and shows other energies that are also strong for you. So what are houses exactly when you, when you refer to houses, what, what is that? So in the, in the, in the astrological wheel, it's 360 degrees as every circle is. And that circle is divided into 12 houses. And it's similar to basically cutting up a pizza into 12 slices. And each house in an astrology chart is a particular area of life. And this has been part of the knowledge base of astrology that's been accumulated over centuries and centuries that's composed an understanding of what the houses are. So when you're talking about, oh, okay, well, I have my son in the 12th house, then that gives us more clues as to how your sun sign is comfortable expressing itself. Um, so there are 12 houses. 12 slices of pizza, if you will. And they are also a progressive cycle of energy. And they're basically, it's a wheel and it shows, you know, how the energies show up and where each planet feels at home expressing itself, where it feels at home um, doing what it wants to do in this lifetime. What about aspects? What are aspects? Aspects are how the planets interact. They are those conversations that they're having together. 
So some planets could be in a very harmonious conversation in an aspect. Um, they could be on the same page. They could be having the same energy. There's also aspects that we would say are a little bit more challenging where it requires growth. It requires objectivity, seeing things from a different perspective, a different side. So the aspects tell us how the planets are interacting. And these are also calculated through mathematics. So they're also calculated through um, the degrees that the planets are apart from each other. Interesting. Interesting. So mm -hmm. the elements, how does that work its way in? I mean, there, there are, we're talking about the four elements, is that? Correct. Yes. Yes. So we have four elements in Western astrology and the four elements are fire, earth, air, and water. And they each have their own strengths. They each have their own natural ways of expressing themselves and their own themes. So in a chart, we could look and say, okay, well, someone might have a lot of fire in their chart. And so that would be about a lot of energy, motivation, action, inspiration. Someone who has a lot of earth in their chart would be grounded, practical, realistic, assessing what's happening around them. A lot of air in a chart would be about conversations, thoughts, relationships, and interactions, how you share what's on your mind. And then the water signs are about how we feel and emote, uh, what we are really processing at an emotional level, and what we are going into to understand what's under the surface. So of course, these are just general points, Jim, but they're to kind of paint more of this canvas of how the energies are multi-layered multi and it makes astrology really quite exciting to understand this in ourselves. What about modalities? What does that mean? So the modalities are yet another layer where it tells us how the energy naturally wants to operate. So we have the cardinal signs. Now, this is a modality that in Western astrology begins each of the four seasons. And so spring is the beginning of the astrological calendar. Spring is associated with Aries summer with cancer, fall with Libra, winter with Capricorn. These are all in the Northern hemisphere. These are the modalities that initiate and begin. The cardinal signs are followed by the fixed signs. And so when we look at spring, when we're, we're planting new seeds and we're understanding what we want to begin or initiate, that energy is followed by a fixed sign, which will plant the energy into the ground. It will stabilize it. It will give it some kind of roots to grow and develop. Then after the fixed signs, we have the mutable signs. The mutable signs are about adaptability, working with choices and options, assessing what, what is a better option and looking at what could work as well as preparing for the next season. So the modalities take us through a progression of growth as well. And we start with, again, the cardinal signs, then we go to the fixed signs, then the mutable signs, and then that pattern continues throughout the zodiac as well. So I hope that makes sense, um, but it's just another, it's basically another pattern within astrology that helps us hone in on the energies. 
So you, you have my my information on my birth uh, my birth stuff, and uh, you you ask for the the you know the date, the location, and the specific time, of, uh, approximately of, of what the you know birth time was. Why do you need the the specific time? What is that What does that help with? Good question. Yeah. So the time is directly related to the time that you were birthed from your mother, from the womb, and you became your own individual energy, that separation between mother and child. And that's a very important part in astrology because it establishes an accurate chart. And you could be born, you know, any time of the day. And the the astrological wheel shifts throughout the day. Um, there's different energies always in motion. And so the one that we notice the most would be the moon sign because the moon moves the fastest and it changes signs every two and a half to three days. So the moon is at a different degree at different hours of the day. So if you're born earlier in, a, in the day, you would have a different moon placement than if you were born you know, 12 hours later, 20 hours later in the day. Um, the birth time also establishes the rising sign in a chart. The rising sign is the energy that you exude as a first impression, uh, the energy that people perceive. It's like your curb appeal or the mask you wear before people know you. Uh, the rising sign is also moving throughout the day, and it often changes every two to three hours, um, depending on the location on the planet. So you have literally multiple things in motion throughout the day, and the birth time helps us establish what is accurate for you. Now, can you do a reading without the birth time, or is that really necessary? Um, the birth time is really important and there's ways that we, you know, would want to support people in finding a correct birth time. If you don't have a birth time, which I know is the case for people, um, even if, if they were adopted or there weren't records kept at their time of birth, um, that's something I've come across too, that there's different ways that birth is recorded all over the world. Um, so I know that it's not something everybody has offhand. But if we don't have the birth time, there's things we can guess. There's things we can look into. Uh, there's also astrologers who specialize in chart rectifications, which is basically taking your life and working backwards at big events and, and key milestones and things you've been through. And then they could help hone in on a particular birth time. So yes, it is a very important data point, um, but I know that it's one that not everybody has access to. So it, it can be tricky for some people. I get that. Um, do you mind if we dive into my chart a little bit? You can tell me a little no, bit no, about, no. tell me a little bit about what, what you're discovering with that. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, you bet. So Jim is a sun in Sagittarius and you also have Sagittarius rising. So this makes you a double Sagittarius. Um, and you is that also a have good or bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> double um, Sagittarius. You know, the, the way that I think of astrology is I don't think of it in, in terms of good or bad. Um, there is a line of astrology that would talk about you know, beneficial planets and, and malefic planets. But I think that's a whole different understanding of the energies. Whereas this is about understanding what to work with within you. So that um, energy of a double Sagittarius is big. It's a big, 
dreamer, big thinker. I can see you have a lot of creativity here. You have, you know, even big things you want to do in the world or that you've done in the world, Jim, um, that have perhaps been inspirations that have really been supportive of, of what you want to understand. Sagittarius is a learner, a seeker, adventure. Um, tell me more. There can be a restlessness with the energy. There can be a sense of, okay, what's next? What's over here? You know, not wanting to stay um, in one place for too long, seeking out that ability to be adaptable and, and, and to keep learning, to keep exploring. It's, it's the long distance traveler. So you have strong Sagittarius in your chart. You also have strong mutable signs, Jim, and mutable signs are the modalities that I touched on that are about change and wanting to see, okay, what can we do next? How can we adapt to this? So in your life, there's needed to be opportunities for something else to shift and pivot, to stay open, um, to not feel trapped or locked in, to be able to work with things that you know motivate you, that you're drawn to without thinking that you have to stay in one thing forever. So you have strong mutable sign, you have strong Sagittarius, you also have strong Pisces and strong Virgo in your chart. And so these energies, your moon is in Pisces and you have the ability to really tap into what is not being said going underneath the surface that moon in Pisces can be very empathetic, intuitive, kind, compassionate, um, even, you know, to the point where the Sagittarius energy that you share, others wouldn't know that moon in Pisces part of you until they get, get to know you more personally, um, get to know um, even the fact that you might just need to be alone. I mean, there's things in your chart where you're, it could be like, you, you need time to yourself. You need space. You know, it, it, it's just could be something that um, revitalizes you, that, that gives you a new sense of what you want because you allow yourself a break to look at what is, you know, calling to you. You have strong um, Virgo in your chart. And that's the energy of, of, okay, well, how is this going to work? How are we going to put this together? How is this going to be something? So you have this interesting, uh, you have three strong energies, Sagittarius, Pisces, and Virgo. And that Virgo is, okay, but, but what's the plan? What's the process? You know, you have all these ideas and inspirations, but how do we make it land? How do we turn it into something tangible? And um, there could be things here in your life that you've had to be adaptable. You've had to be able to, um, you know, shift with changes outside of your control. You've had to work with things and your strength is being adaptable. But also part of that is in maybe even feeling like an ongoing letting go that there's been things in your life that you've just had to continue like, okay, this went as far as it could go. Now I have to let this go and move on to the next thing. Um, that's often part of a journey with strong mutable signs too. So the Virgo energy keeps you grounded. It also is the workaholic. It's like, I've got to have my purpose. I've got to get this done today. You know, needing something to do every day to feel like you're being productive and efficient. That's um, and true, sometimes yes. the Virgo energy can be too, too hard on itself about, oh, I didn't, I wanted it to look like this, or I, I wanted it to be like this. Um, having that strong, strong creativity, and then and then how do you take that creativity and put it into a very you know practical, clear form? 
Um, so there's no doubt that you are a workhorse. It's just part of how you're made, but there's also energies here where you definitely deserve vacations and time off as needed. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. Thank you for that. That's very interesting. Yeah, you bet. yeah mm -hmm. I, I would say that's pretty accurate for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you believe, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, and you have strong communication in your chart too. Um, the ongoing desire, again, to understand, to seek. I mean, just the title of your um, your show here is perfect. It's perfect for, you know, understanding more of what's happening in the universe and, and the bigger philosophical understandings of it as well. So, um, yeah, you, you have the very strong cre creative communication um, and probably a lot of ideas that come through. Um, even maybe when you're sleeping, meditating, dreaming, quiet, there's a receptive quality here too that would be important to trust as well. Very interesting. So mm -hmm. you, you believe that uh, that each soul physically incarnates in the energy of this of, of the signs. Is that right? I do believe that it's a soul choice um, to come through and embody a certain energy signature in each lifetime. And it's designed to help us understand more of what to play with or work with in that sign. Also, I believe that there is a very lovely intentionality in the universe that supports us in this energetic playground. So that is my belief system um, that has clicked for me and made a lot of sense for me. Of course, I don't assume it's everyone's belief system by any means, but it's actually helped make sense um, at a personal level for myself, but also can kind of help weave together some of the things that we are experiencing and, and that we're here to learn in this lifetime. What else should I know about astrology that I'm not asking? I mean, what, what other parts of astrology do I need to keep in mind? Ooh, good question. So what we've been talking about is called the natal astrology chart. That is your energetic imprint blueprint, if you will, for who you are in this lifetime. But similar to taking a picture, taking a snapshot of energy, then the planets keep moving. They keep going forward. They keep doing their dance in the heavens. And so with astrology, the energies are always in motion. Um, and, and that's something that I talk about on my Wednesday podcast or the current energies of this week. And then the idea is to, as you, as someone learns astrology more, they take what we call these transiting energies and look at it in their own chart. And that would show you what is happening for you in your life, in your world, uh, what, what you're understanding, you know, what's going on for you. So the transiting planets are about where the energies are today, which would be very different than the energies of a birth chart. What's one final piece of advice or information that you'd like to leave our audience with uh, regarding astrology? I would say that it's a beautiful invitation to know yourself more, to, to trust who you are, to stay curious, in the knowledge. Um, I also think actually, Jim, one of the most important things about astrology is that it is a self verification process. It's, it's only, you know, yourself, like, you know, yourself. And so it becomes very personal as you start to become the observer 
of yourself and these energies and to say, oh yeah, I didn't realize that's how my Mars operated, or I didn't realize that my Mercury was communicating in that way. So you can be a powerful observer of yourself and then also rely on that self-verification of, of how you're showing up and, and how you're living your life. And astrology is a wonderful tool for this area of our self-knowingness. We, you know, I, I just have to pop in and say, you know, we often, we hear things like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. What does that mean exactly? You know, when, yeah, when something is retrograde. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually the most common one. So Mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year, and it's actually an illusion. Uh, the planet doesn't really go in reverse, but from our perspective on Earth, it appears to go in retrograde. And it's basically an opportunity to slow down, slow down the mind, slow down our daily lives, you know, slow down and be more conscious of everything happening all around us. Um, really determining what is important, what do I need to take care of. It gets us off of autopilot. This is also why Mercury retrograde, uh, people will say, oh, there's more travel issues. Oh, there's more problems with my phone, my computer, um, because Mercury rules communications and technology, also tra travel. So it's just something that astrologers have observed for many, many years is how Mercury retrograde often relates to a slowdown and a reset of certain energies. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, Molly, this has been very educational. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me, Jim. I really enjoyed talking with you. And I, I hope that your listeners have gotten some good insights about this wild world, wide world of astrology. Absolutely. I'm, I'm certain they did. Make sure you get Molly's new book, Awakening Astrology, Five Key Planetary Energies for Personal Transformation. Check out our podcast, of course. How can they listen to your podcast? Um, my podcast is called Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. It is on all major podcast platforms. Also, YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google. It's out there if you want to listen, especially to the Wednesday show where we talk about what's happening this week, every week. Awesome. And check out Molly's website at mollymccord.online. Well, thanks for joining us, Molly. And thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Big Universe. We'll talk with you next time. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.